What is up, SFDC fam? My name is Josh Watton. Welcome to the podcast where dads find the balance between fatherhood, fitness, glory, and happiness. Donuts. This is episode three of Semi Fit Dad Club Members Only Podcast. Our guest today is a high school health and physical education teacher. He's a former college baseball player and triathlete. He coached high school baseball for seven years, which included a state championship, and now in his seventh year as a high school golf coach. He's also the host of Health Science Coach Podcasts. He's a husband and a dad of two. Let's go to the convo with Drew Garner. Drew. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, Josh. Pleasure to be here. Great. Thanks a lot. Um, so, Drew, you're a former college athlete and a health and PE teacher and multiple sport coach. So it's obvious you have a passion um, for an active lifestyle as well as being a mentor to the younger generations. Can yeah. You, can you share with us um, how that passion began and, and how it transformed into a career? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, thanks for having me on. I've had a lot of fun so far listening to your first two episodes. Uh, Mike Gomez is a uh, former roommate of mine and uh, super cool dude. So I was really excited to, to hear about how his life is college and, and turned into a, a dad himself. Um, so hopefully some of the stuff that I have is as is, is powerful as his. Oh, sure. Well, man. Yeah. Uh, Mike's Mike's a, uh, he seems like a really nice guy. I really yeah. enjoyed talking to him. Superhuman. Um, so yeah, after college, you know, I, I went into the marketing and sales. I have an undergraduate in sports marketing, uh, did sales for three years and just really wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Um, and at, at that time I was volunteering for a third grade baseball team, uh, after playing college baseball and, um, kind of looked at myself and said, you know, I don't want to do sales. I want to do something that I enjoy. Um, and somebody told me that I should go shadow my former uh, middle school PE teacher, who was a athletic director at the time. Um, and so I went and shadowed him and said, hey, you know, I, I like sports. I like sports business. I like coaching. He's like, well, maybe you should be a PE teacher and look at becoming an athletic director. So I kind of went back to school and changed my whole career. Um, after being in sales for three years, I went back to school and uh, got my uh, master's in education and became a PE teacher just based off that passion of, you know, wanting to help coach the younger generations and teach them about uh, sports and being physically active and healthy. Interesting, man. And, and so you also have a podcast um, yeah. that's really well done. And, Thank you. Uh, so, so can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and, and sure, where we can yeah. find it? Yeah, absolutely. So I teach health and PE, like I mentioned. Um, I'm in my 10th year at the school that I teach at. Uh, it's called Turner High School. We're in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, so on the Kansas City side, or Kansas side of Kansas City. Um, and teaching health and PE, you know, I just want to get the basic information out to kids about how to live a happy and healthy lifestyle, you know, by being a t- Health is the only thing that you have with you when you're born and that you die with. So if you're able to figure out a way to maintain a healthy lifestyle, so you're able to 
you know, live a long life and do the things you enjoy. That's kind of what it's all about. Um, so five years into teaching here, uh, a student came up and asked me, how does she become a nurse? And I said, well, that's interesting. You know, you got five weeks till you graduate. Um, let's try to figure out the path that is the easiest for you to become a nurse. And I said, that's awesome. You know, and she's like, well, you know, you, my freshman year, you had said something about it in health class that really stood out to me. And wow. so her remembering that from four years back and I not remembering telling her whatever it was <laughs> I said, yeah. um, but that really stood out to her. So that was kind of cool. And then the next year, I had another four or five students come up to me and ask about how to be a psychologist. How do I be a dental hygienist? How do I get to be a nurse practitioner? So wow. I said, okay, well, we have a need here. These kids are listening to something about health and health class that I was telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted to use that as to catapult their career into healthcare. Um, so I started our health science pathway um, to get kids that are interested or think they're interested in a healthcare career and kind of get them some uh, exposure into what that kind of looks like. Um, so we had guest speakers come into the building. Obviously, when COVID hit, everything kind of went upside down and everybody's sure. everybody's world and everybody's life. And, you know, last school year, we couldn't have any guest speakers come in uh, to the building. So uh, I have an advisory board of people here in Kansas City that are in the healthcare industry. Uh, and one of them told me, he's like, you know, why don't you just record me through through Teams and, you know, we, you can show them a video of you and me talking and you come up with some questions to ask me about healthcare and education and how I got to where I am in my career and said, okay, well, yeah, that sounds like a good enough idea. I could do that. So as me and him started talking more, uh, we kind of came up with the idea of, you know, turning it into a YouTube channel and a, and a podcast and so it's called Health Science Coach Podcast. Uh, it's found on healthsciencecoach.com. Uh, we're on, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and I started toying around with TikTok, but I have no idea what I'm doing there. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, man, because I did the same thing and my kids are into it. My wife's into it. And I have no idea how to operate that. Yeah. So then my, my wife kind of jokes with me that I'm a, a podcast host. And I say, I, I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm just talking to people about their jobs. So, <laughs> yeah, it's called Health Science Coach Podcast. And what I do is I'm trying to build a library of uh, healthcare related uh, jobs and get them, get my students and other students that are interested in healthcare information about how to get into the career field, you know, what schools that these people went to what clubs they were involved in, what activities they did, um, and then what, what it's like a day in the life of, you know, what do they do on a daily basis? What do they recommend to their former self about their career? And, you know, what, what could they have done to, to better catapult themselves during high school or college to, to help better them from where they are now? Well done, man. I, uh, this is exciting because I wonder if, like, any of the dads that are listening, if, if they'll You cut out. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with that, yeah, it's kind of a resource for parents and students and teachers to, uh, you know, get into. And, you know, as a parent, we are our, our child's first counselor. So, 
you know, as, as my dad told me when I was growing up, I started a lawn mowing business at 13. Um, and then when I was in high school, you know, we, we get to take these elective classes and he's like, well, why don't you take some business classes? You know, you're an entrepreneur. You, you started a business and I had 25 yards and made $7,000 my sophomore year of high school. Wow. Um, and kind of just managed it that way. So that's kind of how I got into business. And, yeah. well, and that's why I went into business in college. And I mean, it's, it's fun to do, but it's definitely not as fun as uh, being a PE teacher. Sure. Yeah, being that, that sounds like it would be. I mean, I'm sure it's a challenging job, but it, it sounds like a uh, rewarding job as well, especially with these students reaching out to you for guidance. Yeah, it was. It's been been a lot of fun. So this is around year four um, of the our our health science pathway at the at the high school, and then our our seniors have the opportunity to go to our local community college. That's probably six miles away at their senior year and get their certified nurses assistants uh, degree or certification and graduate with that. So they can start as a CNA straight out of high school. Nice. Yeah. So, so it appears that, you I mean, you've always lived an active lifestyle and, um, but was there ever a moment in your life where you faced like a physical or a fitness challenge? Yeah. So uh, after college baseball, I kind of, did the did the uh, pro tryouts and played with the the Kansas City T Bones here for a, a little bit of my summer after I graduated. Nice, um, and so that was really cool just to have that experience. Um, but then, I, you know, it, it didn't last long, and you know, you got to grow up sometime. You can't play Peter Pan forever. Um, <laughs> but you know, just with that, I kind of just went to the gym for a year and didn't really know what I was doing and. You know, work after four years of high school baseball, four years of college baseball, having a plan every day and trying to, you know, stick into it, your, your practice schedule and your lifting schedule and all that stuff. I didn't really know what I was doing. And so probably a year went by and I kind of just lifted to get as big, big and strong as I could. And so I graduated college at, at, at 200 or 190. Um, and then uh, that next year I beefed up to like 215. Uh, the year after that, 225, and then I think I got up to 235 my third year. Uh, I was benching 275 wow. eight times. Um, so I was just lifting to be as big as I could. Uh, and my dad kind of was like, uh, you know, maybe you should do a marathon. I was like, yeah, you're crazy. Why would I ever want to do that? Uh, <laughs> running that far does not seem fun. The furthest I'd ever ran was seven miles. Uh, and I read this article in an outside magazine about a sprint triathlon. So for people that aren't familiar with triathlons, it's swimming and biking and running. And the, the sprint distance is the 20 times down and back in a pool and then a 12 mile bike ride and a three mile run. And so I read that article and I was like, oh, well, I could do that. I think that sounds kind of fun. You know, I, I like swimming. Uh, I can I can I like biking. And I can run, so might as well give it a shot. Um, so jumped in my first my first race and uh, signed up. had had six weeks to train for it, which I don't recommend. Kind of kind of did that and uh, jumped in the water, started swimming, and made it like halfway through. And I popped my head up to see where I was because I thought I was getting close to the end and. I was not. <laughs> um, so got, finally got out of the water in like 12 minutes 
And my dad was at the edge of the water and he's like, oh, was that hard, huh? And I looked at him and then he looks back at me and goes, well, those guys are sprinting to their bikes. How come you're not? And I just gave him this look. I was like, oh, my God, that was horrible. Why am I doing this? Yeah, that sounds rough. So there, there has to be a, a mental grind to not only compete, but train for as a triathlete, right? Yeah, there is. And so I was 26 years old at the time. Uh, that first year I did three triath- three sprint triathlons. Um, and each one I did, I got a little bit faster. I got a little bit better at the transitions and my, actually won my division, which Clydesdale division is the, uh, 200 pound plus group. So you're not racing against the, uh, X cross country runners and that kind of stuff. Um, so I actually won my division for my age group, which I thought was kind of cool. So it kind of gave me that, that extra boost of, you know, getting the confidence that I was good enough to, to do them and, and participate and, and compete really. Um, so the next year I did two half Ironmans. Uh, the year after that, I did another two half Ironmans. And my, my fourth year, I did a, a half and a full Ironman down in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and for me, the biggest part about it, like the mental grind you mentioned was just sticking to a training plan. If I have something on paper that is, here's my month and here's what I have to do each day. That was, that kind of suited me kind of going back to that baseball, you know, here's your practice schedule. Here's what you have to do on this day. And, you know, as long as I have a a training plan written down, um, it's pretty easy for me to stick to it. Now getting, getting used to the swimming 4,000 yards or, you know, 2,500 that swimming took a long time, um, to get used to. The biking for me was fun because you get to go a long distance and you get to see a lot of different things. And the running was just keep your feet moving and try not to stop. (laughs) Yeah, that, that, that would kill me. Once I stopped, I'd be done. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, obviously. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The mental grind of training, I think just the mental toughness was something that I learned through baseball. I was a pitcher in baseball. he's a psychologist. And so my dad growing up, you know, show no emotion to the, to the play or the pitch. So if I throw a good pitch and I think it's a strike, but the umpire calls it a ball, I don't want to be the one complaining. That's it's a strike as a, as the player. Um, Because if I throw that same pitch again, he might call it a strike the next time if I'm, you know, able to, to hit my spots. So I think just that mental toughness side of, of that kind of stuff was, was taught to me through my dad, through, his psychology of, you know, not, not trying to teach me the psychology side of it, but just kind of instilling it through practice and growing up. It's, it sounds like your dad uh, did a really good job and he's a pretty impressive guy. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was a coast guard for a couple of years, uh, out of straight out of high school and then went and became a psychologist and he's been working at it ever since. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun watching his career and, him play with my kids as, as they grow up <laughs> yeah i bet so you are a dad of two so yes your kids do your kids share the same passion of sports and physical activity as you yeah uh in a roundabout way so my wife is also a health and pe teacher uh ironically and <laughs> um she teaches middle school and so i teach high school um, awesome. <laughs> she was a college high level at at KU. Uh, 
Um, wow. And so we kind of both had the idea, you know, watching, watching our other parents and, you know, there's a big push in youth sports right now to specialize really early or, you know, get them started at three years old playing soccer or all these different things. And we kind of talked about it and we're like, you know, let's just introduce play to them and get them involved as in many things as possible. Let them play, let them run, let them jump, kick, throw, whatever. If they find something that they say that they're interested in, (coughs) excuse me, then we're all for it. Um, so, uh, last summer, um, my daughter, she'll be eight in April and my son will be five in April as well. So April's a, (laughs) April's a busy month for us and it's my birthday month as well. Um, (laughs) so it's kind of a, a crazy month for my wife that gets to try to corral everything together. Um, but sorry, taking a little drink. No, absolutely. I'm just Um, thinking, man, that's a. That's a lot of birthday cake in one month. That sounds like a good month. It is. It's a great month. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just kind of introduced play and we have a, our backyard is kind of like a playground. We have a Ninja Warrior course hanging from one tree uh, to the I, other tree. I saw that on your Instagram. That was, yeah. that was really cool. Made we me have... feel like a terrible dad. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a little digging pit with the trucks and the gardening tools for them in one of the corners of the backyard. And then we have a, a one of those big uh, circular swings that kind of goes throughout the other part of our middle of our yard. Um, and then we have a little uh, swing set with a little uh, couple slides on it and uh, a covered patio back there. So it's a good spot. And I obviously have my TV hung up there to watch golf and baseball. Um, so it's a good hangout spot. And, you know, we, a lot the other kids in the neighborhood come over and play and everybody just has a good time back there. So, yeah, we just really try to push the play. And, you know, we've played yeah. tennis with them. We play kickball. We play t-ball. Um, and last summer, you know, I'm a golf high school golf coach. Last summer, my daughter asked if she could get golf lessons because, you know, I'll take her out and we'll go play, I don't know, five times a year. But she asked to go get golf lessons. And I said, well, you know, I'm a golf coach, right? And she <laughs> goes, yeah, but I want it from a coach. <laughs> that's classic fair enough i'm guessing Uh, a lot of dads can relate to that yes (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and it's more of a her type of thing i think just her personality wanting somebody else to teach her goes back to to swimming also you know i teach swim class two hours out of a day and you know she'll she's taking swim lessons and she's taking them every year throughout the summer and this last summer it finally clicked you know she's seven and she was able to swim without touching the bottom think she made it like 20 yards so I was pretty excited for that and I think once she gets older I'll be able to help coach her more along the way um, but just as she's kind of learning the things she sees all the other kids learning from other coaches besides their dad um, which I'm fine with and then our son <clears throat> asked to join baseball team this year which I was more than excited about and uh you know, so we, we kind of found a team and this is another kind of thing, you know, that dad life of, you know, coaching little boys. Um, a couple of the other dads that I'm friends with around Kansas City have kids around the same age and, you know, joining a, a league at a, a before they're in kindergarten, uh, playing against other teams and all this stuff. 
half the kids don't know how to throw the right direction. Half of them don't know where second base is. And the other half want to chase dandelions and butterflies. And so we just kind of decided to, to form a team of and have 13, 14 kids on the team <coughs> and learn the game and just practice with each other and then kind of do a little scrimmage the last, you know, 15, 25 minutes of practice. So it feels like they're playing in a game against the other another team, um, but just really hitting home the fundamentals of baseball for them. Nice. So currently, what are you doing personally to stay in shape and, and uh, you know, be healthy? Man, that's a loaded question. Uh, well, just like basically. <laughs> no, I, like, I, yeah. Like routine, like, uh, you know, what, what are you what are you doing as far as your workouts goes? Is there any specific eating habits like uh, yeah, calorie so counting or carnivore? You know? We'll do we'll talk about workouts first. So I kind of look at my schedule as a periodized schedule with uh, summer break being one season of my year. Uh, and then my golf season in the fall and golf season in the spring as the other two seasons. And then uh, winter break or winter time, I guess, while I can't golf, can't really do much outside. So it kind of just based I'll, I'll talk about right now, I guess. So I try to swim three times a week. Uh, I tell myself I'm still a triathlete, even though I haven't raced in 10 years. Um, I still like the the endurance part of it, the mental toughness part of it, just the keeping going aspect of it. Um, so I try to swim three times a week, uh, usually bike on the weekends. So Saturday, Sunday morning, I'll try to hit my trainer or go for a ride for about an hour or 20 miles, something like that. Um, I just started back up about a month ago, uh, with CrossFit style workouts. There's a, a guy that I started following. He's a, does, it's called golf wad. Hmm. Uh, how how do you Europe. spell that? Is it, is it, G-U or G-O? G-O-L-F for okay. golf and then right. W-O-D for workout of the day, the nice. CrossFit style stuff. Um, and so it's, it's basically like functional movements that are half CrossFit and half rotational golf type movements. So I'll, I'll do that about four days a week. And then uh, I try to mix in some running uh, once, twice, three times a week, depending on how much I can can get in. Uh, and then we have golf practice four days a week after school for, uh, you know, 2.30 to 5.30. Man, busy guy. Yeah. I try to, try to stay as active as possible. So, like, do you have any – is there any core foods that you – revolve your eating habits around? Yeah. So as far as nutrition goes, um, you know, you can read as many nutrition books as you want and there's so many different types of things out there. Uh, my wife does most of the cooking. Uh, I love her for it. And, um, she is, we're, we're basically plant-based probably 90%. Um, my brother has been a vegan for probably almost 20, 15 to 20 years. Wow. Um, and so he started in like middle school because he didn't like cruelty and he just got really wrapped up in that and kind of just went full tilt at, at 13 or 14 years old. <coughs> um, but as far as food goes, you know, we, we eat as much, a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, broccoli almost every night, uh, try to eat like an orange and a banana and an apple throughout the day. Um, and then for breakfast, I'm big on eating after I swim, 
uh, or around 10 o'clock. Um, so I'll have oatmeal and a scoop of protein and some blueberries kind of mixed in there and let it sit overnight, kind of that overnight quick oats type style, but I do it with steel cut oats. Um, and then just whatever food I, I, I talk, I've talked with a couple nutritionists and dietitians um, on my podcast and we talk about, you know, what to eat and when, and I always tell them I'm such a bad person about nutrition because I just eat. And <laughs> I, th- I think by the amount of volume that I do of training, um, you know, endurance wise, strength training, walking, just always moving. I'm burning so many calories throughout the day that I just eat whatever I can eat. And I typically stay within, you know, 10 pounds, five to 10 pounds of what I should be weighing. So, I mean, I could weigh 195 and be faster than I am, but 210 feels good. And it tastes good too. Well, <laughs> well I appreciate that metabolism, man. Cause yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure it comes with, you know, how you've lived over the years, but man, if I like smell a half a pizza, it's instantly five pounds. Yeah. So, <laughs> and <laughs> that's funny. So, Every uh, Friday night, we started this tradition probably three or three, four years ago is every Friday night for it's family night, movie night, pizza night. And Fun. we we sit down, we pick out a movie on whatever it is, Disney Plus or Netflix, and we get, get some pizza from wherever it is around that we try different places. And uh, we'll just sit and have pizza, spend time together as a family. And the kids get their candy and they think it's funny that it's movie night, candy night. Um <laughs> And the other teachers in the building, like, oh, how many M&Ms did you give your kid? Two or three this time. (laughs) No, it was a whole pack of M&Ms, like a a small size pack, but he got more than three. Developing good habits, though, man. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing, I guess, for nutrition wise is I do try to stay away from sugar as much as possible. Um, So... Treats, candy, and I'm not a big candy guy, but like chocolate chip cookies and cookie cake are amazing. Yeah, um, I agree. Those, those <laughs> are the, the, the hardest things to stay away from. But I know what like I know what I eat and how I feel after I eat it. Mm-hmm. And if I know that I still need to train at some point later in the day and I do have a cookie at like one o'clock, by three o'clock, I'm definitely not in the mood to train or work out or anything like that, just because of that, that sugar crash afterwards. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Respectable willpower right there. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, sometimes I do save them though and eat them after I work out. So that, that's the, uh, the trick is just to, to delay the gratification a little bit. <laughs> Agree. So I was looking over your Instagram account and it looks like you're, you know, you're obviously really proud of your family and you guys have a lot of fun. Um, but SFDC, so we're focused on dads finding the balance between fatherhood and fitness. And you've talked about that a lot, but do, do you have any advice or, or any tricks that you use to help manage that balance between fatherhood and fitness? Yeah. So uh, my wife likes to sleep in and there's nothing wrong with that on the weekends, you know, being a, both of us being health and PE teachers. Um, I just have always been able to wake up early and get ready to go and work out. So usually if it's the summer or the weekends, I'll say, Hey guys, you got whatever, 20, 30 minutes of cartoon TV time, whatever it is that they're watching. 
um, we've been stuck on Discovery Channel watching this Animal Kingdom stuff pretty lately. So <laughs> I, I, I let yeah, I let them watch that a little bit longer than, than sure. the cartoon stuff. But I'll say, hey, you know, in 20 minutes, we're going to I'm going to go downstairs work out. So come down with me and, you know, we find some different things for them to do down there. Um, we have a, a treadmill and I have my bike set up on a trainer. Uh, got a bench, uh, dumbbells from five to 30, uh, some medicine balls, just uh, a, a speed ladder, or just different stuff like that. And so, you know, I'll get the equipment out and kind of let them play with it and let them, we have some rings, um, Olympic rings hanging from our uh, little, our beam in our basement. Uh, they have a tramp, little trampoline down there. And then I hooked up a projector uh, on the wall from our the other part of the beam in the basement. And uh, sometimes we'll put like kids yoga on down there and they'll do some stretching or just some general animal movements and that kind of stuff. So, you know, when I, I try to set the example and so does my wife by taking them down with us while we're working out to see us working out. And, you know, every now and then like they'll be upstairs doing something else and we'll be like, okay, well, Hey, I'm going to go work out. Well, Hey, I, I hooked your trainer or I hooked your, your bike up to my, my old trainer, Scarlett. And why don't you want to come down and ride your bike for a little bit? And then, so they've been riding the bike down there for 20 minutes each, uh, while I ride my bike for an hour and, you know, they just kind of see by example and see us doing it and kind of just follow along. Yeah. Well done, man. The coolest thing about that is as they get older and they have kids, they're going to remember those times, man. So that's, uh, you know, that's got to make you feel good. Yeah, it does. It's fun. And, you know, I'll, when they were littler, we'd take them on, I'd take them on runs in their, in the Bob running stroller or hook them up onto the Burley bike trailer. Um, they're getting a little big for that now. They're, they're pushing <laughs> that hundred pound together mark on the, on the Burley. So hopefully this summer they both, they both know how to ride bikes. And I think the furthest we've gone with our daughter, she's gone seven miles um and she she talks about wanting to be able to ride her bike to mimi and grandpa's house so that's a 12 mile ride so by the end of next summer we might try that out um but we'll we'll have to see how many how many big hills there are on the on the way all right you're gonna have to keep us posted on that we're we're, (laughs) tell her that the sfdc is cheering for her (laughs) absolutely 100 percent (laughs) well so um i know you're on your lunch right now and I really appreciate you taking time. So I don't want to hold you too long. Um, but if you're not familiar with our podcast, uh, we always like to finish each episode with some semi-fit dad advice. Mm-hmm. And one of the missions of our podcast is to provide information and education to our listeners with the hope that each person listening can apply some of the methods and habits shared by our guests to their own life. So with that being said, before we close, um, what's your semi-fit dad advice for us? You know, I've been thinking about this question for a while and, you know, just thinking about the semi-fit dad group and the, you know, the community that you're trying to build and getting advice to other dads out there. Um, you know, they're only little for a short period of time and everyone, you know, tells you this and you've seen the, the Instagram reels and the the stuff that says time flies away and they grow up so fast and, you know, you're finally like as our daughter's eight, I'm finally starting to actually see, oh, my gosh, she's going to be eight. She feels like she's still four years old. Uh, Where did did time go? And so 
I feel like as a dad, it's, you know, it's our responsibility to help them grow into the young adult and the person that they're going to become. Um, and one of the things I tell them when I, I drop them off for school in the morning is play hard, learn a lot, ask good questions and be kind to everyone. And I think by telling them those things and reinstalling that in them every morning, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully getting them engaged in that being a positive person and, you know, uh, being able to help them grow into the the person they're going to be later on in life. Man, I like that. That's, that's great advice. So before we go, um, do you want to share any of your social media handles or, or just tell us maybe your website again? Yeah, absolutely. So my personal one is coach D Garner. So C O A C H letter D for drew and then Garner. Um, and my, for health science coach is just health science coach. And those are on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, website is healthsciencecoach.com. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, man, I can't thank you again for, first of all, putting in the effort to try to make the technical aspect work and have being patient with me. I really appreciate you coming on and talking and I hope you come back in the future and, uh, you know, talk to us again sometime. Absolutely. I'm here and always willing to give advice for any dads out there, people that are interested in, you know, like I said, do I had that career change. Uh, and one of my biggest, uh, I guess, quotes that I kind of live my life by is live life with passion. So if, if you find something that you're passionate about, just live your life with passion and follow that passion through. Um, and that goes as well as uh, being a dad. Well said, man. Hey, real quick before you go, I don't know if you've seen the news, but I have. I'm not happy about it. Uh, so, Drew is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I can't believe, but Tyreek Hill just got traded to Miami for like a handful of draft picks. And yeah, I had to ask you your thoughts. That that shocked me. I was in uh, Rec Sports Fifth Hour, and one of our kids. So I rotate. I rotate our student. Like so, we have 30 kids in the gym. So I rotate three games through the gym and one of the kids that wasn't playing um, got on his phone and goes, hey, y'all, just want to let you know, Tyreek Hill. I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Well, I'm glad. Did you keep your composure at least like no, no bleeps or anything? No, uh, no letters. Yeah, no, I, I did. The students didn't. They lost, <laughs> they lost it. Oh, man. I don't mean to laugh, but that 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 uh, picture in that scene is kind of entertaining. It is, and you know, <laughs> it, teaching high school for ten years, the, the at the beginning of the, my career here, I guess you know, it was this is the way it's going to be. Here's where, how we're going to, and this goes to being a dad too. It's just you know, teaching you're teaching other people's kids, but this is how it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be. Blah blah. You know, I wanted to run it how I wanted to run it, and ten years in. I'm like, you guys, we're here to have fun. We're here to play. It's rec sports. It's not the end of the world. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. That is the number one thing. Like, kids will get in arguments over if they earned a free throw in basketball while they're playing two on two. I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, relax. <laughs> You're teaching it's, them life lessons, man. It, it is. It's it well is. done. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I uh, was not very excited to see that trade, but. <laughs> they, 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 I'm sure they have something in the works. Uh, There's, there a, has to be. They've done a good job with their coach or, you know, getting their players the last. 
to where they are now. So I'm sure they have something in the plans and uh, we'll just see how it works. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks again for having me on. Hey, Drew, I really appreciate it, man. Take take care of yourself and uh, stay safe, brother. Will do. Thank you. Thanks, man. I think Drew's words to his kids every morning before school drop-off not only pertain to sons and daughters, but can also be applied to adulthood as well. Play hard, learn a lot, ask good questions, and be kind to everyone. Well said, man. I want to thank Drew again for taking time to talk to us. Really enjoyed our conversation. Drew emphasized mental toughness and discipline, but also to enjoy each moment and have fun, especially with our kids. Sounds a lot like the best dad, best self mantra we have, right? (laughs) So until next time, SFDC fam, stay safe, take care of one another, and keep motivating.